What's going on? Welcome back to episode 212 of the No Clue Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. And I'm Tyler. Welcome back. Um, Round one officially in the books. Early round two uh, reactions. Yeah. Uh, exciting round one. Let's look at how, uh, like, just overall round one. What did you think about it? Were you surprised by anything? Were you impressed? Were you uh, disappointed? Anything like you know, that. my first thought is mm-hmm. uh, this is a bad look for the regular season. Mm. Why do you say that? Because, like, we're getting to this point now where the seeding doesn't matter nearly as much as it did. Mm-hmm. Home court clearly doesn't matter as much as it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that, like, it's not that regular season doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. But the priority of winning games in the regular season is not like it used to be. Hmm. Explain. Why do you say that? Well, you see it like two the two seven matchups were one was was a complete, you know, d- kind of mismatch of teams versus mm-hmm. Lakers Grizzlies who are evenly matched. Mm-hmm. I mean and maybe this is more maybe I'm overreacting and this is more of the west just being really even this year mm-hmm. but like to me in the west all the 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 teams were kind of in a similar case of not quite ready still kind of entering the the playoff mode still like clicking off of things they did well in the regular season and to be honest, I think it'll lead into the episode because there's a lot of bad basketball to talk about. Now, could that be – could it be more of the fact that injuries take a big toll on the regular season? I mean, yeah, to some extent. Because, because like, I think – I'm thinking maybe some teams wouldn't be as low as they were had injuries not happen, like – Clippers may not have been that low. Um, some of the Eastern teams might not have been that low. But I guess for the most part, most teams play pretty consistent this season. Yeah. I mean, you think about who's left. You know, yeah. Phoenix Phoenix is the only real team that's had continuity problems because of roster changes. Right. And you can give them a pass because they obviously scooped up one of the best players in the league. Mm-hmm. But Denver was fairly healthy all year. Yeah. New York was relatively healthy all year. Miami had like role player health issues, but nothing to Bam, nothing really to Jimmy. Right, right. This was actually one of the first years I remember Jimmy not missing like a a huge, like a main chunk of the season. He was load managing in the games. Right. That's why. Right. Uh, But I I just, injuries have always kind of like, varied yeah but to me like like just just proving that golden state clearly didn't give a didn't care about road games yeah you know the lakers clearly needed like subs the first half of the season only for the warriors to win like the two biggest road games of the you know in this series this past series it didn't look difficult for them no it didn't especially the last one uh (laughs) And yeah, the Lakers just made some trades, and like all of a sudden, they have the best depth in the league. Uh, yeah, it, 
I don't know if it's that the regular season doesn't matter, but I think that I think that postseason experience matters more yeah. maybe than it used to. I'll put it like this. It's it's the the results of your games matter a little bit less, like actually fighting for a two to like whatever seed. Yeah. But look at Denver. The the continuity is there. They were building good habits most of the season, right? Because they dominated the West. Yeah. And they're playing great basketball now. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they of all the teams in the West, they look the most complete the most self-aware, the most consistent. Yeah. And again, it shows based on what they did in the regular season. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, let's get into these series, the last few series that we didn't cover last time. Last time it was it was four games, maybe five games in. Uh, we had a couple that were close to uh, finishing, a couple series close to being done. Um, yeah. All right. Lakers and Grizzlies. Let's get right to it. Ja <laughs> and Dylan Brooks have spent this entire season basically talking trash to the to the Western Conference teams, um, to most of the league, to be honest, but mainly the Western Conference teams. And they're out of here first round. Are you surprised? Um, the way they lost, yes. Yeah. <laughs> because, dude, I don't mind. I don't mind the the trash talk at all, honestly. Yeah, I don't mind but, it. But they were the two like weakest links. Mm-hmm. They were like, and especially John Morant. Like, you you can't talk about how you're fine in the West, and then Desmond Bain had to carry you to even like win games in round one. Yeah, and, and the games you lost, I mean, they they were close, like, in the scoring, but the game really wasn't that close no. in most of the games, other than the overtime game. The rest of the games, yeah, the points look good, but they were getting beat pretty easily, pretty bad by yeah. every game. And again, like, Dylan Brooks, like, he's a role player. He'll come back next year. Maybe he'll shoot better. Maybe mm-hmm. this whole situation will get to him, and he'll be out of the league in two years. I really... It, to me, it could go either way. Yeah. Um. It, I'm curious if he goes to a new team, but beyond that, like, am I surprised he was horrible the whole series? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hasn't. He's barely taken a good shot this season. Right. Right. But again, John Morant was to me atrocious in the last couple games. I agree. Even he the was. game they won, like to me, they're winning in spite of how he's playing. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't understand. You're the point guard. You're the leader of the team. Jaron Jackson got, like, m- more exposed as the series went on. Yeah, and him and AD were supposed to be the prime matchup of this series. And it just it wasn't there at all. Like, how do you AD keep crashing to the basket? You Like, and you can't get Jaron any easy looks. He was taking a lot of threes also. Yeah, and and to me, the first couple games of the series, Jaron Jackson is the biggest mismatch they have. Yeah. And it just shows, like, the Lakers didn't really double or or do anything significantly differently as far as, like, how they game planned. Mm -hmm. The Grizzlies just went away from him. Yep. 
And and all, the only thing that was noticeable to me, like as to a reason why, was because their star point guard is just flying in the at the paint for no reason at all, not seeing the court, not kicking out to guys who are playing well. Right. Like, dude, I've been I've been praising Desmond Bain. I think he's an awesome player. Mm-hmm. He he like exceeded my expectations in this series. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And fittingly, his first bad game came game six. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers obliterate them. By 40? By 40. I mean, again, Ja, Dylan Brooks, y'all talking the most trash all season. And deloading sends you guys home? They're, both of their primary matchups. Uh, Morant was 18% from the field. Um, that is disgusting. And somehow he only had two turnovers. Definitely felt like more. Brooks, four for 11. You know, it's just minus 23. Ja was minus 31. Bain was minus 30. So it wasn't like the bench came in and got beat. It was the starters that got knocked off the floor. Kicked off the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to add to what you said. I think you, I think you hit it all. Basically, um, to talk about the Lakers, though, I think this last game was really good for the Lakers where Anthony Davis and LeBron kind of took a back seat, and a lot of the role players really stepped up in the last game, in game six, and um, in all the games they won. The role players really shined in the series for the Lakers. Yeah, I think that was something that everyone was worried about. You know what LeBron brings you. If AD is healthy and energized, you know what he brings you. D'Angelo Russell was always a question mark, but um, that last game he really took over. So yeah, um, they should feel and, confident coming into the next series. And the Lakers are getting better with their shot distribution. They definitely are. Yeah, uh, and, and to me, like I can make the same case for Miami in the East. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Lakers of all the teams that played in round one, like they improved over the course of the round the most. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and I think they have a lot of positives uh, coming into this next matchup. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, okay. So before we get to that matchup, what about the Kings and the Warriors? Oh, Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. Oh, Sacramento, this was a frustrating series to watch. It was. It absolutely was. For it was a it was a frustrating series for both teams, at yes. least for me. Yes. I, I do like both teams. I picked the Warriors to win this, but I wanted to see a good series either way, right? Yes. I picked Sacramento and I was mistaken. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you know, it happens. Um, well, my series prediction wasn't like it ain't like it's not like the Warriors swept them. So yeah, it's not like you had and you didn't have the Kings in four, right? Had, I think um, you had Kings in seven, right? So we went seven. Yes, yes, but the the experience really really showed um these last three games. Yeah, it did. And and Sacramento really like Sacramento was wasn't prepared for a long series, in my opinion. Hmm. Why do you say that? They just, they didn't have, um, not necessarily another gear. Uh-huh. They didn't have adjustments to the things that weren't working well. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I think agree. like that was part of going back to the regular season. Sacramento established their identity very well. Mm-hmm. And they kind of rolled out the season playing how they were playing, which was just attack, aggressive, you know, get up and down, play to our youth, play to our athleticism. Yeah. And it showed, like, you know, you you come out in the series hot, you take control, command. Yeah. But as as the details come to the forefront, as the games get closer, like, Golden State was, at worst, a little bit better every single time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, those first two games were spectacular wins for the Kings. But... Yes. Spectacular doesn't always carry, especially when you're playing a team as experienced as the Warriors, like you said, yes. who were in the who the first two games they lost, they were in the game. They were close games. They were winnable games for the Warriors. Most of the games that the Warriors won, other than the one, um, I believe, game four, but other the other games that the Warriors won were not even winnable for the Kings. No, they just weren't. It just wasn't their night. And game four, that was the Steph timeout. It was like the Warriors kind of collapsing, you know, giving it, uh, them a chance, not really Sacramento seizing the opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. So um, Sacramento, to your point, they didn't have adjustments for things that weren't working. They also it felt like they thought they could spectacular their way through like the entire series. Yes. And they never had a fallback thing for, like, when Sabonis is getting locked up, when De'Aaron Fox isn't uh, dropping 25 in a quarter, in the fourth quarter. He didn't have another game plan where it's like, all right, let's just get a good shot for Monk. Let's just get a good shot for anybody. Like, no, and then he never went to another big a lot of times. He either went with Sabonis or he went, like, small, played small ball. Yeah. Um, Like, Lynn, we saw Lynn in the games that they won. In the games they lost, Lynn barely got any minutes. I don't even know if he touched the floor the last two games. Yeah, barely. Until, until garbage time this last game. So um, I mean, I thought I thought Mike Brown made a mistake in the first two games that uh, Golden State won. Davion Mitchell's minutes decreased. They did, mm-hmm. and and Steph immediately capitalized. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just there there were with Sacramento like all their mistakes were the clear cut fact that it was their first playoff run together. These guys weren't, hadn't been in this situation before. Mm -hmm. So to me, they had a very successful season. I agree. I agree. They, they got some adversity. They just didn't make it through and that's okay. I mean, you you have to see it to learn from it sometimes. This is a great series for them to learn because they, they had opportunities to take it. You know, mm-hmm. they'll learn from how they let certain things slip away. Mm-hmm. I mean, just off the top of my head, you know, maybe maybe we run something off of a Sabonis, like, post-up. Or, or like, we can't just run handoffs over and over again. Right. I mean, th- these last three games, I'm watching, well, five and seven, because the Warriors were locked in. Yeah. but. I'm watching these last games, and the Warriors have a way to get everybody a good shot. Mm-hmm. Now, other good teams have that, but the Warriors are like the pinnacle of that. Yeah. Where the ball movement can get Looney the, the easy layup. It'll get Wiggins a cut. Like, everybody can get a solid, high-quality amount of shots. 
Yeah. I mean, Sacramento is just spamming handoffs off of Sabonis. And, and Sacramento's they don't have any like personal, like personalized plays to me. Like, okay, not at all. Mitchell can't run the same play as Fox because they're just two completely different kinds of players. But when you watch a team like the Warriors, okay, Wiggins is in this action to get into the mid range, get a yes. post up mismatch, you know, so and so. DiVincenzo's in this action to get it to the top of the key to make the next pass or to get it to the corner. And then, you know, Clay is always running into the corners. Steph is coming to the top of the key. Like, everyone has their own play. But it looked like the Kings were just running the same action for everybody, hoping, hope, like hoping that one of them made a big time play. Yes, and they're just not, you know, it's not like that. And then the inconsistency, like we mentioned with Mitchell and and Lynn, just the inconsistency of having guys letting guys play through adversity before he made a um, a decision on who to put out there. Yes, like Barnes's minutes were really inconsistent. I didn't really understand, like. But Barnes never got benched. Like, Barnes was the only guy who you could have benched, and it didn't really – like, Keegan Murray was scorching hot the last half of the series. Play mm-hmm. him more. I mean, mm-hmm. Barnes was breaking open shots this whole series, and it's like uh, no sub for him. Querter was breaking shots most of the series. There was, like, a weird force to get him going in game, like, six and seven. Yeah. Like, why are you dependent on Kevin Huerta getting going to be good? Red Velvet. You got to get him For a team with the firepower. I mean, dude, you look at how the Warriors play when they give Draymond post-ups and they'll run like the off-ball screen. Somebody will slip it. Somebody will come to the ball. Like, that's something they could have ran for Sabonis easily. It is. Yeah. Easily. And and the Golden State like figured them out so easily where it was we're gonna give Sabonis more and more space we're gonna force him to shoot and he never he never took the challenge, right? Like he still I mean, would even get into the paint before he took the shot and then they knew that once he got inside he was just gonna try to play bully ball so they always no. had two guys on him and it was insane how he would just force it right in Looney's chest, <laughs> like he, I, he'll miss. He'll miss one mid range, and it's like, all right, I can't shoot for like a quarter and a half. Yeah, he would he would tuck the ball and everything like a fullback, and just go right into Looney's chest. And yes, look. and Looney was so ready to take a charge. I'm like, dude, this is literally the worst way you can attack Kevon Looney. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, he really. I mean, this was a bad series for Sabonis because he just got ex- like he got dominated by a role player. Yeah, you you were about to say it, right? He got exposed. He did. He definitely got exposed. And then Looney set like a like a playoff record for rebounds. So, <laughs> bro, I, I'll I can't call you like after this game seven. I can't call you an elite rebounder, and I considered Sabonis to be that. Yeah, but I can't call you an elite rebounder when you're face guarding, boxing out a guy, and he's still getting the ball over and over again. And fouling him every time. Yes. Like, not only was he face guarding him, he was holding him off every time. Yes. I mean, I know, Sabonis, on I know Sabonis is not an athlete, but dude, you could out jump Looney like once every now and then. <laughs> like, he's killing yeah. you. Dude, he dominated the position battle essentially the whole series. 
Because Looney's not an athlete either. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah. Sabonis is like weirdly trying to like have a technical physicality battle. Like, dude, Looney's only out there for that. Mm-hmm. Looney will throw away his fouls. Looney will get dunked on six times if that's what it takes. Like, Looney is the ultimate team big man. And you're like, you're playing to his game. Yeah. And instead of just, like, I think he was trying to get Looney in foul trouble sometimes. But then you bring in an athlete in Kaminga. Like, if you foul Looney out, someone more athletic is coming in. So you're better off just trying to play your game against Looney because, you know, the Warriors are too good to try to... um, foul guys out they have too much depth and And my thing is i I wanted Mm -hmm. i wanted sabonis to get exposed more like Mm -hmm. i wanted to see if sabonis just really has no offensive package yeah or like if the warriors are just could just strap him because he's not really a good athlete he has no right hand you know Mm -hmm. he he doesn't have that much confidence or or variation in his moves right nobody like that game seven the Warriors were like, yo, you're going to beat us. We're not giving any of these other torch guys a chance. It yeah. has to be you. And I would have been completely fine if he went like five of 20 and just was getting strapped, getting, you know, by Draymond of all people or or maybe Wiggins. Mm-hmm. But Sabonis just kept spamming the, the gross handoffs. Yep. And guys were just chucking, chucking like, I know Keegan Murray's hitting contested shots, but you're not you're not executing offense. Right. Right. Meanwhile, the Warriors never got away from offense. It was execution, ball movement, playing to our strengths. And that was the deciding factor to me. It was. It was. It was a fantastic series. And the Kings, you know, re- they took it as far as they could take it. I mean, seven games against yeah. the defending champs is great. Um, I will say the Warriors that game six was one of the worst games of basketball I've ever watched by a team. It but just... Game five was one of the greatest performances I've seen by a championship group. I know. That's what made it so crazy. So the Kings should not even feel good about that. The Warriors really just gave them game six. Kings really didn't even play that good either. No, they didn't. The Warriors are just so asleep at the wheel at game six. It's It was insane. Yeah. Um, so, um, good luck to the Kings next season. Uh, they have Very a lot of excited moves. for them next season. They have a lot of moves they could make and a lot of moves they never have to make, which is a really good spot. I feel like any move they could make now would just make them a little bit better. They got some guys on the bench that they just, you know, like Rashawn Holmes wasn't even sitting on the bench for them. I don't know. I don't know what that was about. He was a starter for them before. And they needed, and they needed somebody who could block a fucking layup. I mean, it is. I, like Steph is the GOAT, but mm-hmm. you can't let him just get any layup he wants. Right. Like that's just, you're not, you don't deserve to beat the Warriors at that point. Right. And they have, they have a lot of good pieces on the bench that just really don't play that much. I like Metu who comes off the bench for them. I haven't seen him um, play a lot of minutes for them like recently since Mike Brown's been there, but he's been good for them. I think last year he was pretty good. P.J. Dozier was a backup point guard for the Nuggets for a while, like a really good one too. And I think he just had an injury and just kind of fell off. But um, when he came in there in garbage time, he looked really good, spry. Um, 
So I he will may say, get a better um, opportunity. I guess next this year. will be the the kind of the last point till we preview. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Fox and and John Morant very similarly, they have to play on the other end. Yeah, they do. Like, and and this was Mike Brown had like really should have adjusted this. Fox mm-hmm. didn't even really try to contain Steph. No, he didn't. Like there was so like just go under the screen like not not on the greatest shooter ever fall asleep mm-hmm. or like when he's off ball like how dare you on the greatest shooter ever right and Fox again there was so many moments with Jaw same thing where it's you're falling asleep letting guys cut leaving guys open you're mm-hmm. just like getting broken down in isolations yeah I mean that's again this is how you lose in the playoffs when you get exposed in matchups. Yeah, and, and the team is too good for him to, like, worry about him coming out of the game. Like, it's not like – like, I think Ja maybe feels like he contributes so much to the team that he can't afford to foul or be out of energy on, on offense yeah. and all that stuff. Maybe Ja feels like that, and I would understand that, but not Fox, really, because Fox doesn't do, like, that much for them Yes, that no one else can do. They just have a stacked team, so – you just got to go give all your effort out there and just come out and come back in. The Warriors are giving all their effort in this in the second half of the series for sure. Hundred and ten percent, everybody. Yeah. Didn't see that from the Kings. And Didn't if I it. saw like some game plan to contain Steph, I'm not mm-hmm. saying it would have changed the series, but I think it would have put them in a better position. Because mm-hmm. they they just let Steph do whatever he wanted. And, and it was, I mean, you saw it. Game seven, he puts up, you know, 50. Mm-hmm. Probably his greatest, in like, individual playoff game ever. Mm-hmm. Mo- most points in a game seven ever. Yeah. I mean, his, yeah, he was just crazy. Yeah. This is the first conference semifinal round, second round, where a five, six, seven, and eight has made it. Actually, it's, I think it's the first time that every one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight are all in the conference finals. Yeah. Pretty interesting. I mean, semifinals, sorry. Um, okay, so Warriors Lakers is coming tomorrow. Um, Man, this is a Monday. hard series to predict. Yeah, it is. It is. Because cause... both teams, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Both teams give each other so much problems. They do, yeah. And the Lakers have been unpredictable all season. Yeah. Um, and the Warriors were unpredictable in this in the playoffs so far. I, I'll just come out and say I think the Warriors will win in seven. Uh huh. Um, there's a good chance I'm wrong on that. Yeah. But I think that game five against Sacramento. Uh huh. Was. And I want game six really messed it up because I wanted to discuss that game five specifically. Yeah. I realized I overreacted to the Warriors struggles this year off on the, based on what they did in game five on the road or what, what struggles. Specifically? The fact that it was on the road. I mean, they were very inconsistent defensively. It mm-hmm. wasn't so much that it was home and road, which was weird. But again, that game five was their six guys were as focused as I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Steph, 
Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, Poole, Looney. Yep. And you know what I realized watching them play at their peak, like just perfectly together? What? It was the same six guys that carried them to a title last year. Yeah. Like yeah. the yeah, the role players are different. Maybe they had a little more help from the rotation. Yeah. But be honest, two, two, three, three series, name me six guys you'd pick over them of over those six. None. Definitely none. Not. It, it's yeah. not even close. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. And that's where I'm watching game five. I'm like, dude, I oh I watched them struggle to guard. I watched them struggle on the road. None of that mattered. Because <laughs> it's the same guys. The guys yeah. honestly. If you really look at it, Clay's better. Steph looks better. Yeah. Wiggins didn't really clearly isn't, you know, wasn't bothered by missing time. Right. Looney's better in his role. Yeah. Draymond is as good as he's ever been defensively. Yeah. You know, Poole is the only one I could kind of point to is maybe he's inconsistent. Maybe he lacks focus. Mm-hmm. But you saw it even in game seven. He, he didn't really play well but he was under control. He wasn't flying yeah. around trying to like force drives that aren't there. He game seven to... might've been his best game in the series. It, it was his most focused game. Yeah. And that to me, again, that five and seven watching those six guys be as focused as ever. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is exactly what we watched last year. Yeah. I, I tell you what, if when Draymond scores, like when he had when he has twenty like he did like he did in game five, they're unbeatable. Forget about it. Just yeah, I just, yeah. I just don't think you can beat them when Draymond scores because if he's scoring, everyone else is so much of a threat that it's just it's hard to beat. Because most of the guys, even in this last game, Seth had to get fifty because a lot of them really didn't play that well. Wiggins shot pretty bad. His free throws were atrocious. Everyone's free throws were atrocious. Um. You know, Poole didn't really add too much, but he hit some open shots. And Clay shot like garbage. Mm-hmm. And they still won by, you know, it really felt like 30, uh, but, but by 20. So it was like, like you said, that those top six, just I don't know who you'd pick. And the other yeah. guys just have to play their role. They never have to ask for anything special out of the other guys. They and honestly, dude, they just can't be negatives. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need. Yes, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that to me kind of is the key for the Lakers. You know, assuming they're watching the film. Yeah, they like they have to contain Steph. Mm-hmm. And and I think they can if it's possible. because right to the extent that it's possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I do think like part of the reason it was so easy for Steph was because Sacramento has. No rim protection whatsoever. None. I mean, I'm I'm looking around. I anybody could have got layups in Sacramento in this first round. Mm-hmm. The Lakers, like that's the thing they do probably better than anybody right now is protect the rim. Yeah. So now you do like the Lakers can put the Warriors in that live and die by jumpers position that they mm-hmm. get labeled as. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think they'll have a good chance if they if Vanderbilt can stay with Steph and not like and they don't have miscommunication issues constantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lakers are in prime position to dominate with physicality, with depth. 
LeBron and AD. Yeah. Like, to me, the Lakers should have more ways to win this series. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm still picking Golden State in seven. I'm picking Golden State in six. Um, And seven wouldn't surprise me um, because I know there'll probably be one game that they completely give away and LeBron goes crazy. You know, the usual. I think LeBron will play good every game this series, but I think that the Warriors key for the Warriors is to if they lose, it has to just be LeBron and AD that that beats them. Like I don't think I don't see Austin Reeves, uh, Vanderbilt, um, a lot of those other guys that were really good in this last series. I just don't see the Warriors letting them go crazy in this series. Uh, I think the Lakers are like opposite of the Warriors to beat the Lakers. You have to just take the other guys out of the game as yeah. you know, uh, like, cause LeBron and AD are just going to give it to you no matter what, but the Warriors, you got to make sure Steph, you got to hope the other guys beat you. I mean, the other guys try to beat you and not Steph and clay and, you know, and Wiggins. So, to your point, I do think defensively, Lakers have a way, can do it, but I, I don't know, man. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I, the thing is, I don't trust, and we're kind of on the same page. We don't trust Lakers. No, we don't. Their best has been in a much smaller sample size than the Warriors, who are returning to last year's form where they were better than everyone else. Yeah. Or are essentially in that form already. Yep. Um, yep. But to me, I, I disagree a little bit. I think LeBron, I don't know that he'll play well every game. Mm-hmm. But if he does, I think the Lakers win pretty convincingly. Mm. Okay. Like, I, I don't think LeBron can repeat what he just did against Memphis, where the jumpers broke. Like, you can't really carry the late game possessions. Mm-hmm. You're just inconsistent all over the place. You're not consistently engaged defensively even on scrubs Mm -hmm. like this is where the lakers kind of depth is gonna decide the series yeah because if lebron could just roam and block shots and crash and cut and rebound i mean Mm -hmm. the lakers are as dangerous as anybody yeah i guess when i say lebron's gonna play good i think lebron is gonna be the best player on the court for the whole series. I don't he may not have his like triple doubles like he normally does that really makes LeBron the goat or yeah. one of the goats at least. Yeah. So I think that maybe he won't be prime LeBron like I don't I don't see him getting double digit rebounds any games in this series. He may get double digit assists maybe, but I think he'll still be in the 25 to 30 range points this whole series so i think that the way they take lebron out of the game is to take his assists away which is what makes lebron so special um because they're gonna i think they're gonna lock down a lot of the other guys vanderbilt probably get some rebounds but he's not gonna out rebound looney reeves is not gonna i I feel like divincenzo is gonna take reeves as like a personal challenge (laughs) <laughs> like, we'll see. I have, personal I have more attack. faith in the Lakers role players to help out. I'm more concerned. Like AD has to dominate Looney consistently to me. And he can. 
and he, he can. can. Like, you can't have what just happened with Sabonis where, like, impact-wise, Looney was just dominating him. Who does Draymond guard in this series? LeBron? Yeah. Or AD? You know what they might do? Is they might put, uh, at least to start with, yeah, they'll put Draymond on Vanderbilt and let him quarterback the defense. Yeah, they could. Because yeah. think about it, he's he's helping everybody now. The space spacing is worse. Yeah. Um. So, is like is going to have a lot of pressure. Where mm-hmm. in the last series it was more optional. Like, do I I could go to this guy? Maybe I could go to this guy. Mm-hmm. Here he's going to have to make the right decisions. Where deloading is whatever you know he's not himself today. He's playing awful. Schroeder, you're playing massive second half minutes. Yeah. Uh, if Hachimura continues what he just did in round one, I think that gives the Warriors big problems. I agree. Uh, and again, like, to your point, and I think the Warriors could will probably focus on this, but you can't let the Lakers execute offensive possession after possession through Reeves. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to contain it. Yeah. And again, the Lakers have a lot of depth options, but I do think Ham actually has to make correct decisions in this series. I agree. I agree. And the thing is, the Warriors are the one team where... I would I would say the Warriors are the only team where depth really means nothing because if you bring in guys who are just good, they're going to get exposed by yes. the top six that are all great. Yes. You know, this is why I can't pick the Lakers. I want to pick the Lakers. Like all all my ideas of what I've seen from both teams, I would assume the Lakers win. But yeah, I don't I don't trust them. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. I completely agree. But Steph and LeBron are is going to be great. Yeah, it is. It is. This is. I the... think they're both going to put up some crazy games. Yeah, they've met a lot. You know, I think Poole will play better in L.A. Um, it's kind of like, for some reason, that he just, he has an L.A. aura to him. So I, I feel like, and I've seen Clay him play. Clay does, too. Clay does, too. <laughs> yeah, so, they, yeah, and they're, um, they usually play good in L.A., so I, I think that'll be, that'll be fine for them. I think they'll play better. Um, it really is just going to come down to the Lakers' defense, like you said. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to a game. First game we've already watched, Nuggets and the Suns. Let's say in the West for now. Um, I don't really have – we don't have anything to go back to the Nuggets and Timberwolves and I the mean, Suns Peppers, right? you know, the Kawhi, finding out he tore his meniscus after the series ends is kind of weird to me. After sitting out three games, yeah. Like, you mean it to either, – either y'all knew this info and just withheld it yeah. Or what? Like he what? I know he got a fucking MRI like Yeah. I, I, my only idea is that they withheld the shit from us. Right. Which is just weird. Right. Um and the Clippers because I think they have difficult decisions to make in the offseason as far as who they're committing to. Yeah. Um but yeah, beyond that, as far as the series themselves, there's not a lot to to look back on. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And we'll talk about them when the offseason comes. Both yes. teams actually might have offseason moves to make, but we'll talk we'll get back to them. 
Um, so for this game, Denver basically. What what did you think of the first game? I was I would say Denver dominated them, but what would you yes. say? Yes, it went exactly how I expected. Okay. Yeah. And I actually didn't think I thought game two would go like this more. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me um, too. I, I thought KD would come out hot. I thought D book would come out hot and kind of they would ride that to a little sneaky win to start with. Yeah. Um, And I, I Denver, I assumed would would have responded. But Denver, I got to be honest, man, Denver is locked in. They are. Like their their defense is a little bit better than it was in the regular season, and they they look more aware of mm-hmm. of their own limitations. Like they've been taking care of the ball much better. Yeah, they they make it a priority to like. And I talk about this all the time. It's so much better to get shots off than to throw the ball away. It is, and Absolutely. Denver has to me been the best team at that. Where if we're not if even when shots aren't going when we can't really heat up mm-hmm. we're still we're feeding murray we're feeding our starters we're playing through Jokic, and and we're gonna just figure it out yeah it, you know it for me it it's them playing through their best player jamal murray in Jokic's own words yes he, Jokic agrees with us yes and jamal has just been Scorch, I mean, just pure scorch. He's he's showing he's one of the best guards in the league, if not the best scoring guard in the league, other than Steph, obviously. But it's they just look so good when he has the ball in his hands, and the action is running off of him, and he makes decisions. He's really good at getting to a spot that he knows is going to draw defense. He doesn't always get the assist from it because Jokic is such a good second passer. And they move the ball really well, but he's getting to the spot where he gets Porter Jr. open. He's seeing Gordon cutting on in the backside. KCP is like wide open on every time Murray makes yep. a one on one play. And um Bruce Brown is just like the one spot where you don't have a defender. Oh, look, there's Bruce Brown right there. Like if it's a backdoor cut, if it's a three, he just gets into these like sneaky places where he just happens to be wide open. And the Suns just the Suns really haven't been good defensively all year. At least they haven't shown me anything defensively all year. Um, but yeah, and that, now their defensive personnel suck. It, it does because they have no one who's like other than Tory Craig, who I like as a defender, but he has to do so much on offense now. Yes. They don't really have anyone that's just out there for defense. Um, I mean Phoenix, dude. Phoenix looks like a like a team that should have advanced through the first round and that's it. They do. Because again, in a lot of, I mean, there's TV analysts have talked about this. They sacrificed their depth to get KD mm-hmm. and their play style has been just KD and book go off. Mm-hmm. Similar to Sacramento. There's no real structure to get other guys, good shots, good opportunities. Yeah. Get those guys playing to their strengths. I mean, Tory Craig averaged like 15 to 20 points a game in the first round on like better than 50% shooting. Yeah. And in this first game, he got three shots. Yep. And I don't even remember them. And didn't start. Didn't start, which is already Monty. What are you doing? 
whatever, like, right. let's just say you're trying something for game one. Okay. Like th- there are so many things in this first game that I would be looking at and stressing if I'm Phoenix. I agree. Yeah. Gordon is going to fucking cook KD if he doesn't start guarding. Yep. D book has to be maximum efficiency. Yep. He can't afford to go cold. He can't afford to be sloppy with the ball. He can't afford to not see the floor. He's not really good at those things under pressure. Right. And then and then it's me and you have been talking about it for months, how their success is dependent on DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's still like Ayton is getting worse and the team trusts him less. I know. And the thing is, he's not even playing that bad, like, as far as when he takes shots. He takes good shots. They're all makeable shots. And he's making a lot of them. He's shooting like 65% from the field yes. in a lot of these games. But they just, they like give it to him and say, hey, go one on two if you can. If not, just kick it out instead of saying, hey, let's get him in some action. Let's get some pick and rolls. None of that. The pick no. and rolls are only for guys to take shots or no, turn the ball like, over. And this is where they look so bad where Denver is getting. You know, Aaron Gordon is literally getting anything he wants. To your mm-hmm. point, the only true sh- – well, KCP is probably the only true shooter in the starting lineup. I know Porter Jr. is kind of that, but, mm-hmm. like, Porter Jr. is more of an all-around scorer. KCP yeah. is, like, a true shooter. Yeah. He's wide open all the time. Wide open. I mean, you don't go into the Warriors leaving Clay open. This right. is, It's the same concept. You can't do the leave the shooter to do the only thing he's good at. Right. I mean, this first game, me and you were kind of disagreeing on Jokic. I thought he was playing a little bit better than you thought. It was, you know, more just missing a lot of tips. Mm-hmm. But you think about it. Everything was inside. It was, yeah. Like, dude, you can't let Jokic get 15 fucking tips throughout a game. Like, yeah. You can't let him get a layup anytime he wants. And all Jokic had to do to not to get an easy layup was keep the ball above his chest. Mm-hmm. Every it, time he kept the ball at his face or above, it was like CP swiping or Devin Booker swiping to steal the ball. I'm like, dude, what what is this rotation? Yeah, and even even though I was I was laughing about him missing his own lay, I mean rebounding his own layups, he was still getting all his own rebounds, and there was no one in there but Aiton. Like no one else was helping rebound no. except for Aiton, and no, KD, it felt like seven everyone. Feet. Did you forget? felt like everyone on Denver was crashing. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, Durant had a lot of rebounds. They were all pretty much all defensive rebounds. None of them were um, offensive rebounds. But they were like, you know, they're just the normal, oh, we missed it. We're just getting back on defense. He wasn't in there battling. They left Aiton out there to, like, one-on-one against Jokic. And then everyone else was crashing. It was just, it was tough. It was a tough game for um, Aiton. And, like, Phoenix can't play any of their other bigs because they're too unathletic or too stupid to guard Jokic. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Bruce Brown got to do whatever he wanted. Yeah, he did. I mean, just, there was just no resistance. Chris Paul was just out there. Yeah, he was I, for a long time. I don't time. know if I've ever seen Chris Paul that invisible. Yeah, it's this Phoenix team, just they don't play winning basketball. They play, like... All good enough to win in a pickup game 
but well, they were playing seeing... just like Brooklyn did with KD and, and Kyrie. Not, not even as good as that. Yeah, the ball movement was better. It, one problem with them in the mid-range game, and we talked about this off-air, but for people who watch the games, when guys like Booker or Grant come from the top of the key and go to the mid-range, there's no one to get back. Like, when when you're raised in, like, middle school basketball, JV basketball, the person at the top of the key has to get back on defense, right? It, almost mm-hmm. every time, or the normally it's the guard. But when yeah. when the guard is taking a in-the-paint jump shot, there's no one getting back. And everyone is trying to crash, or they, they have a play for a three, and they never end up taking the three. Then Aaron Gordon is wide open to do dunk contest dunks you know, on fast breaks. Then, you know, because Jokic gets the rebound and does that one-hand, you know, quarterback throw to yeah. anyone wide open down court. And, and again, guys are open. Like, KCP's a runner. Yeah. KCP leaks out. He's done this for years. He's he's weirdly fast, even though he's not really like a cutter or slasher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, Bruce Brown is one of those guys. Jeff Green is one of those guys. Christian Chris- Brown is yes. one of those <laughs> Yes, he had the highest vertical in the draft, and <laughs> I mean <laughs> Denver has really points. good role player athletes. They do, and, so, and it, it works around Jokic very well. It does, yeah, and it's going to come from those guys taking those tough, close to the rim shots and being completely out of position to get back. It's going to get worse because it really wasn't that bad in this game. But That's what scares me about this series. Yes. But it's been bad for Phoenix before, so I know it's going to get worse. Yeah, and and that like Monty, it, it, if he's honest, all he could say is D book and KD got to play better. Yeah, like this is where I don't even. This isn't even a good series to me because it it just has to be KD and book are lights out for them to win. There's no adjustment. There's not going to be like game to game. A different starter is going to have a big impact. A different role player. I mean, Denver is liable to just sweep them like this. Yeah, and and the thing is, you're not going to beat Denver not taking threes. Like, you just can't. Durant took three threes. Booker took one. One three. And that's, and like, Denver is dictating everything that's going on. Right. That is a disaster for Phoenix. Like, Phoenix's margin for error is already tiny, you know, when when Denver is even de- determining which shots you guys are taking, yeah, it's bad, man. This this first game was bad for Phoenix. Denver took thirty seven threes. Phoenix took twenty three. I mean, why are your role players even out there? And they're the I would say they're the better three point shooting team. Um, Phoenix, as far as like the amount of guys who are good three point shooters, obviously. It- Terrence Ross barely saw the floor, but... And and this is a theme. This is a theme that we will cover about other teams in a little while. Yeah. Bro, I'm watching Inside the NBA after game one. Yeah. And they're kind of, you know, they discuss it in a broad sense where they're on the same page where Phoenix depth sucks. Mm-hmm. And they list off, I think it was Kenny maybe or, or one of the other guys, they list off all the role players for Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And are like, well, none of these guys could get 20 for you, you know, on a given night. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, why the fuck did you bring Terrence Ross here? 
Terrence Ross can't get 20 on any given night? Of course he can. We know he can. I thought that's why you got him. What is going on? Yeah. Again, I don't mind that they didn't need him. Like, Ross, me and you were both, he's a very explosive player. Even a team doesn't need him. He he still could help. Yeah. Like, they clearly need an explosive score. I mean, give him a chance. <laughs> they don't give him a chance. It's crazy. Dude, nobody's guarding. He can't go out there and not guard? <laughs> CP's out there invisible, Monty. Yeah. Terrence Ross would at least get some fucking shots off. I didn't even know Cameron Payne was healthy for this game. <laughs> and Cameron Payne has been like one of their best scorers off the bench since he's been there. I, I, know, I know he's again, not like Iverson, but he comes in and has contributed so much to them in postseason and playoff minutes. He has probably the most playoff minutes on their whole bench. He was crucial when they were making a finals run. He got five minutes in this game, and it was two for three. And he had like the best five minutes in the of like the whole team, probably. So like, he's starting Okogi Monty again. Okogi's not guarding anybody. Why can't Terrence Ross go out there and do that shit? Right. I really don't understand not giving him a chance. And I'm sure, like, it'll just be ludicrous if he doesn't the whole series. Yeah. But, well, we're about to talk about a team that did pick up a guy and didn't use him for a whole series. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand. And TJ Warren's another one. I know he's missed, like, two seasons, but how you can't say his name and say he can't give you 20 that's what i'm saying i was sitting there disgusted like kenny what are you saying and i forgot that they had they traded sarit for darius basley he's on phoenix another solid player basley was good in in okc you got him ruined his progression sarich was a good big man you don't even have any bigs now to put out there yeah, like, teams to stretch the floor, you know, stretch and forward. Sarge, and Sarge, like, understood physicality. He wasn't a hack box. He wasn't, like, like he could handle Jokic's shoulder bump that Biombo and Landale just can't. You know, okay. it was the same problem with Minnesota. Like, like look, all these guys do this shit, and y'all acting like it's a brand-new move that's been invented. Yeah. yeah. It's just stupid. Yeah, uh, I don't have a... I don't have much positive to say about Phoenix, so we'll see. If if they and... make a if they make this a series, it's gonna be KD and and Book being nuclear. That's the only way because that's all they do. Yeah, don't see it happening then. I don't see it either. But like they'll, they'll probably KD, they'll have a couple fun games. If KD didn't do more in this game, I don't think he's gonna do more in the other. He's games. gonna have to work harder. Because listen, listen, man, you can't. I've said this before on this podcast a lot of times. When you're the best player on the team, you can't go 12 for 19 and lose by 20. You can't do that. No. You can't say, oh, I'm going to shoot 65% and us lose by 20. I need 30 fucking shots minimum. Yes. You got guys, you got all these guys on the bench that took all these shots and you can't get, you can't get me 20 shots, Kevin. You're supposed to be one of the greatest scorers ever. You see what Steph does when his he's facing elimination, when his team's out of it. 
I'm getting Jimmy 50. Butler. I'm getting 50. I mean, all these guys. Anthony Edwards had a yes. huge game. Yes. And Trey Durant, Young. Trey had a huge game. Durant, you can't give me more than 19 shots, and you're supposed to be the best player on the planet? Really? I, come on. He doesn't man. look and, like and I, it. I'll tell you that. And and the best player on the planet title is wide fucking open right now, too. Right. And, and the thing is, I'm not saying, and we're not mentioning, we're not like listing guys that teams just let get off. We're listing the best players on all these teams. The teams that, the guys that the other team is basing their whole game plan around yeah. these guys, and they're still having these good games. And Durant, best you can do is give me 19. Booker, can you give me more than 19 shots? Either of you guys. And us lose by 20? It just doesn't make sense. You have to do more. Meanwhile, they they somehow didn't take a lot of shots and still found a way for Aiton to barely touch the ball. Kevin Durant was too busy passing to the other team. It's seven getting, turnovers. Getting the ball took. He wasn't even passing to the other team. Bruce yeah. Brown was just taking his shit. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that one. Um, who do you you got? Denver and how In many six. games? And six. And I'm giving Phoenix the benefit of the doubt from what I've seen so far. Before last game, I might have had Phoenix and seven. But now that I've seen the game, it's I got Denver and five. Like, bro, bro, you think about it, like again, I, I just I picture this Lakers Warriors series and we'll come we could come back like every game and have a mountain of, of adjustments that both sides can make. Yeah. It, it, pretend you're Monty Williams for a second, and I go to you like, Coach, we got to stop Jamal Murray somehow. Mm-hmm. What's the answer? <laughs> I know it's not what they did last game. That's exactly. <laughs> what, are they going to double him? That's going to be a disaster. The, you, the thing is, on Murray, you cannot switch, and you cannot let him do whatever he wants to do off the pick and roll. They, once the pick and roll goes, they let Murray is just like, it's like Murray sees one on one and no one else on the court out there when after the pick and roll is gone. After Jokic or Gordon rolls off, Murray just sees fresh meat in the rim. And they have to you have to get him out of that. If it's Does doubling it him right off the screen and make him yes. give it up, that that works. If it's ice the screens, that works too. But you cannot let him pick and roll and get someone that looks like fresh meat to him, which is everybody. Everybody. He's attacked. <laughs> He's the shots he could make, dude, is just ridiculous. He he probably has the best step back in the league. Oh yeah. I don't think oh, that's yeah. even yeah. I don't think that's even uh saying. I mean, he's lot, making man. contested like turnarounds and, and just pull-ups. Yeah. He's as good as anybody in the I think he's better at Steph than Steph and making contested shots, to be honest. Yeah, I think so too. Like Steph is a little better at getting open shots, but yeah. just Murray. knocking down, like staying hot, even though guys are right there. Yeah, Murray is just crazy with that. He has great lift on his shot. He, you know, he's tall already, yeah. so it, when he bounces into it and he's that high off the ground, it's just it's tough, super tough to defend. And the um, team with Jokic, mm-hmm. like you could feel the team embracing him. Yeah, because they know when it's it playoff time. Awesome. They know when it's playoff time. He's the guy. He is the guy. De- Denver's getting more dangerous every game. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, where do you want to start in the East? We got to start with Milwaukee. <laughs> we have to. 
Yeah. Um, so Milwaukee has been eliminated first round. Giannis only missed – did he miss two games or one game? Two games. He missed two games. And most of the first game, I guess, so two and a half. Yeah, two and a half games. Jimmy Butler averaged 37 or 38 points a game. <laughs> Six rebounds, five assists. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, first of all, it's insane how we knew Jimmy Butler could just – play like a top three to five player in any given moment. Yeah. I didn't think he had a gear where he fucking looks better than Michael Jordan, first of all. I didn't either. <laughs> I knew he could be the best player in the series, but yes. I didn't know he was going to be the best player on the planet. And this, and listen, uh, Miami, I was wrong uh, about criticizing Spolstra. I, Duncan Robinson turned out to be a good, uh, a good piece to throw out in the rotation because he made a lot of shots. Yeah, he stretched I thought, for him, too. You know what I think is huge, and it really showed in this first New York game? Mm-hmm. He never lost faith in Gabe Vincent. Yeah. Like, yeah. the first couple games, Gabe was very inconsistent, and Lowry was playing well. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like a lot of coaches, I probably would have made this mistake, is I might have thrown Lowry back in the starting lineup. I might have, you know, kept Vincent as a starter, but lessened his minutes. Mm-hmm. Never, Spolstra never lost faith in him. Yeah, yeah. And Gabe Vincent confidence just went up and up and up as the series went on. And not only that, I think Lowry does so much better as a leader for the bench squad. Because Vincent, I mean, he's out there, but he's not a floor general. You know, he's just out there as as the point guard at the time. But yes, when Lowry comes in with Martin Robinson. Cody Zeller, like when it's like a weird mix of guys, Lowry finds a way to be the on-court leader for that group. Yeah, and Vincent does what he has to do in the first in the um first five. Yeah, yeah, and Martin's minutes also like steadily increased over the course of the season. And I'm pretty sure I got to double check this, but I'm pretty sure he was their best plus-minus guy. I think you're right. Yeah. Which wouldn't surprise me at all, uh, because Martin is just like an all-around Swiss Army knife guy. He is. I mean, he just makes big plays. Yeah. Whether it's a dunk, a three, a he had a huge block last game. Yes. With that yeah. being said, and and again, Jimmy looked better than Michael Jordan somehow. Yeah, he did. Yeah. With that being said, I don't believe in Miami until they win this next round. I agree. Now, like agree. this will be the the proof that they're for real. Yeah, and unfortunately, Randall is hurt for the Knicks. Right, um, so they might, even if they're not playing great, they'll advance. Yeah, but I'm. That's all I'm asking for at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Like yeah. you're in the conference finals at that point. Even if you didn't play well to get there, you got there. You're a contender. Yeah. Yep. The Knicks needed Randall bad in this first game, um, and we'll just get right into it. Miami looked really good in this game, but yeah. the Knicks, they were Randall away from winning this game, really. Because um, it was only a seven-point game at the end, and you could see what they were missing. They were struggling to get shots in the second half, and Miami's defense was great, but it was a lot of forcing. RJ had to force. Um, Grimes was forcing a little bit, quickly had to force. They didn't have that mismatch guy. Randall is the mismatch for everybody. They just didn't have that. Um, and Miami looks good, man. 
I mean, it looked good in this yeah. first game. Uh, Didn't even shoot that great. Just off this first game, I, I I thought Barrett was terrible. RJ was was really bad. Like Brunson forced, but to your point, like without Randall, there is going to have to be some of that. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and Brunson late was was forcing really bad plays. I I thought but, Tibbs had Brunson out for a long time, like a lot longer. And he wasn't out for a long time because he played a lot of minutes, but he was out. But the ball was in his stretch. hands enough. Yeah, and he was out of the game for a long stretch of like crucial time. Yes, like fourth quarter, he was out of the game. Like, where's Brunson? Yes, and RJ Barrett yeah. kept bringing it down and quickly was taking long threes and yeah. And I thought late in the game, both Brunson and Barrett kept trying that annoying like attack down the lane, like swing it in front of you. To try to get a foul, yeah, like the Harden thing where I'm I'm keeping it in front and then I'm going into the layup, yeah, and they just kept getting ripped, yeah. Like yo, Miami, Miami got Lowry, who's in one of the all time great steals guys, mm-hmm. Bam, who's one of the best uh, center defenders in basketball. Jimmy's obviously an elite defender. Yeah. Martin, Vincent, all these guys guard. Yeah, all high Q, high IQ defenders too. Exactly, and and I hated that, especially Barrett, just relentlessly attacked with no, no structure, no kind of idea of what he was actually going to do to score. Yeah, I, I yeah. just felt like he took too much. Pr- he put too much pressure on himself to be the second best player, mm-hmm. uh, considering they were missing their best player, but. I felt like they still could have found a way to move the ball and get other guys better looks. I agree. I agree. And, you know, unfortunately, this is one of the games where Fournier really would have helped. Like they were missing. I felt like they were missing a guy who could just hit some shots here and there. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it was just because they were shooting bad. And, I, you know, I know for, I know the situation with Fournier is weird. But I was like, man, you know, you don't have Randall. Can we get someone else that could, you know, knock down some shots out there? But yeah, I get it. Toppin taking 11 threes is unacceptable. I don't care how many he makes. And they left him wide open. Yeah. I don't care. Love, they, him and Love were kind of going back and forth at one point. Yeah. And he hit, you could just see Miami was like, go ahead, dude. We don't care. 11 11 out of his 15 shots are threes. No. This is, yeah. It's the same shit we used to criticize Randall for back in the day. Yep. Yep. So. It was just, I think it was a good feel out game for the Knicks first game. Um, and, you know, game without Randall. I think the Knicks actually didn't play too bad. In I thought Brunson missed a lot of good shots early on. He did. He missed a lot of threes, which he yeah. was 0 for 7 from 3. And that, you know, yeah. it was a rough, rough game. He just, if he came out with a little more rhythm, uh, just as far as making shots a little bit, I, I think. If the game was a little bit closer, also it would have gave some of those New York guys a little bit more confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this wasn't like Denver and Phoenix, where I'm looking at the Knicks like, "Oh man, I got nine concerns that I, I don't know how you guys figure it out." Yeah, uh, I do think this is going to go back and forth. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, for Brunson to go over seven and not have Randall and to still only lose by seven is yeah. is pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I thought they hung around, and credit to Miami, man. In the second half, the quality mm-hmm. of their shots was very good. It was, yeah. They were really patient. Yes, you know, yes. That's one thing Jimmy does better than most other 
superstars, he will not take a shot if it's not like a makeable shot. He just won't shoot it. And he'll yeah. just he'll just dribble around, he'll pass it, he'll do whatever. But if it's not a good shot, he's just he doesn't need it. And um I think that Miami as a team is kind of taking that, other than obviously the shooter is still kind of jack, but a lot of the other guys have taken that shot IQ yeah. from Jimmy. But in the off. second half, in the second half, like the guys that Jack were making extra passes. They were. Yeah. Like, I'm not a fan of Struess and Robinson out there together. But when Mm -hmm. those guys, like, will, you know, draw the defender and get the other guy open shot, the chemistry is just – the shots were just – they looked better. They were going in cleaner. I mean, those guys had a better rhythm. They were more engaged defensively. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Robinson, at one point, in transition, had the three, pump faked it, attacked the rim, and got Bama dunk. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, like, that. that's how you know Miami's playing well. Yep. Yep. So they they look focused, man. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we can't move on until we discuss the team they embarrassed in round one. Yeah, Cleveland Cavaliers, who we both had the Knicks winning this, right? I think I had it. You had it in five, and you were right. I had it in six. I thought Donovan would get one more win, but. They held they held the Cavs under a hundred in four out of these five games. Four out of the five. So you know what pisses me off is what? that I just watched Kevin Love play well. Yeah, play really well. Yep. For a team that doesn't even fucking need him. Yep. Like Cleveland, why? I don't know. So uh, I'll never understand. I mean. I Mobley needed a sub the whole series. Yep. Like that that honestly, man, I don't even know where to go with Cleveland. I'm not sure how they get better. They needed a floor spacer the whole series, too. Like Kevin Love would have fit them so perfectly. He he they need a, a guy like they need his outlet passes. They need his IQ, his leadership, his composure. He's still a good rebounder. Like all things they lacked, Kevin Love would have given them. Yeah. And they just see a. Yep. It wasn't even for like a young big man that was coming up. I know. It was for a, a undersized wing. Dude, I think you nailed Cleveland, and and there's really nothing to discuss beyond. Uh, I'm not sure if it was last episode or the episode before, mm-hmm. but you said they weren't as ready, or they didn't expect to be as close as to contention as they were. Yeah, yeah, and I think that nails their season this year. Yeah, I, yeah, it it showed more in the last two games too. Yes. Um. They just didn't have it. And they just didn't get guys that they obviously needed. I don't know what the Danny Green thing was about. Again, we th- this offseason, not this offseason, but the trade deadline had like 15 really good small forward wings out there. And they just watch them go by. And you're like, yeah, we're probably not really contending this year. And then look, you're right. They put themselves in this position. Yes. The Levert thing... They have to figure out what they're going to do with Levert this offseason. They have to. 
Is he starting? Is he coming off the bench? Is he not playing? Are you keeping him? Are you trading him? Uh, whatever that is has to happen immediately. And commit. Yeah. Like, let him start the whole season. Yeah. Or or bring him off the bench the whole season. The younger guys, the the Chetty and, and uh, the defen- defensive guys, the Stevens, the Coro. Yeah. Like, it is horrible for their confidence, their consistency when you start them. Bring them off the bench. Play them 25 minutes. Play them five minutes. Like, those guys will never be consistent players if you do that. Right. And to me, you're only doing that because you you're you don't know what you're getting from Levert. That's a good that's a good point. I think you're right. You're right. Again, I don't like I just watched Sacramento be a third seed, go toe-to-toe with the defending champs, and their starting small forward bricks open shots all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it can't work, but if you're not gonna go in the in free agency or in trades and get a better small forward, you mm-hmm. got to commit to the rotation you have. Or at least or at least just an overall better bench. You know, yes. like, um, the Kings can do that because the other guys they bring in off the bench are all flamethrowers. Yeah. But, you know, they do that, and, okay, they have someone that bricks, but then you bring in, like you said, Levert, which they don't know what they're going to get, and then everyone else is just like the guy that started. Yes. At least Barnes is the only bricker on sacramento i'll push back man i don't think cleveland got embarrassed i think new york is just way better than they are yeah they they are they they're a team that i think they understand their identity everyone on the team plays really really hard when they're out there like i never wonder where someone's energy is on the knicks like everyone has all this energy they come in and they do what they're supposed to do and, you know, they know their roles. And I don't think the Cavs fully know their roles other than Donovan and Garland. I'm not yeah. even sure if Garland knows his role, to be honest. With Cleveland, there just needs to be less of us looking at them and saying, what is what is he doing? What is that guy doing? Mm-hmm. You know, what is Mobley doing? What is Garland doing? Like, it's just too much of that. I agree. I agree. So, I. Uh, I'm curious. I, I think JB Bickerstaff could figure it out, though. Uh, I'm excited to see them next year. I think he can too. Uh, I've hear, been hearing a lot of the, you know, he may hope, get fired thing. Yeah. I hope he doesn't. I, I think he did a really good job to get them to this point. I think it really just comes from front office at this point to to make the next few moves. I think he's only been there. I think this, is, this was his third year, I think, right? It hasn't been long because the no. B line situation happened just a little while ago so yeah yeah I, I think he'll i think he'll figure it out as well but again cleveland wasn't the team i wanted to talk about that was embarrassed right the other team that got eliminated <sighs> 76ers and nets no 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 i'm talking about milwaukee oh you want to talk more about them dude we were four games in and me and you yeah. were both like uh, they'll pro- to be honest with you, Milwaukee of all the teams could probably come back from three one. Yeah, they could. Yeah, we and thought they, they proceeded. Could. They proceeded to collapse and implode entirely in one game. Yeah, and Jimmy worked them again, destroyed them again. At least Middleton came back in that game. Dude, like Saving Grace, I- I'm I'm really serious right now. This is our what third fourth year of the podcast. Yeah. 
that was the most atrocious collapse I've ever seen in our podcast history. I would agree. Milwaukee. Oh, my God. I don't know where to start. It was so bad. First of all, first of all, Giannis, best player title, gone. (laughs) He stripped, stripped of his title. Gone. Yeah. Dude. And and it's, he made it worse by getting heated with the reporter after the game. And I've, Mm -hmm. I've been the biggest Giannis fan alongside everybody. I love his character. Again, I'm not saying next year he doesn't come back and dominate and is probably one of the top three players. He 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 will be. Mm-hmm. But dude, Giannis, I understand. Oh, everything is not a failure. There's steps to success. I I can't give you that credit when you took steps away from success. Mm-hmm. You took steps in the wrong direction this year. Yeah. I mean, oh my God, he got, he looked so atrocious in this game. And he had 38 and 20. Mm-hmm. I mean, forget the, the missing free throws. That late inbound play where he just tapped it away. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't call you the best player in the league if you're doing things like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're getting, you're getting post ups and you have no touch. Mm-hmm. None. Mm-hmm. You can't guard Jimmy Butler at all. No, he can't. And and he's defensive player of the year. Which you know, past defensive player I've of the year. I've been talking about how that's fluke. Mm-hmm. That looked as fluky as it ever did in these last two games. Yep. I mean, and and, and then Budenholzer of all, like, I know he's going through personal problems. Honest, yeah. obviously, that's none of my business. I'm not even like you know. This is work. This is separate from his personal issues. Yeah. To to allow Jimmy Butler to like essentially retire Drew Holiday, <laughs> bro. He ruined Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And and watching the, these last two games, to uh-huh. be honest with you, I feel like there's some personal issue there with, with between who? Jimmy and and Drew Holiday because he really wanted to make him look bad. And he did. And he did. But, dude, you just leave Drew Holiday to get destroyed on an island mm-hmm. for two games? Yep. And and honestly, it goes beyond Drew getting cooked in isolation because, you know, it's the NBA. Guys get cooked in isolation all the time. Mm-hmm. Deloading just sent Memphis home through isolations. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! It's almost like Drew made the wrong read to everything Miami ran. It did seem like that. It almost looked like Budenholzer wanted Jimmy Butler to send them home. Yeah, it felt like Drew and Grayson were out of position almost every play. Like, dude, a screen and roll. Drew can't switch with whoever the other guy is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he just switches when the other guy doesn't expect to switch. Mm-hmm. Like this happened constantly. Yeah. They looked poorly coached. They did. They had no defensive game plan at all. Mm-hmm. And down the stretch, a, a team that won a championship. Yep. Their three best players were terrified of the basketball. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even understand why. And. <sighs> 
my biggest issue with them was defensively. Uh, um, it just looked like the Heat really didn't have a problem doing what they wanted. It was just like the Heat just missed a lot of shots, but when they wanted to get the shot that they wanted, they pretty much got it every time. Man, this was like it, the, what makes the collapse so bad is we don't even look at Milwaukee the same anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, you couldn't dominate Miami physically. Like tough, that, ma- that's that's where my faith was in Milwaukee that they were gigantic, they were relentless attacking inside, mm-hmm. and and that was gone. The depth was gone. They depth is gone. You, you threw away years worth of second round picks for Jay Crowder. Why? Didn't play him in the last. Didn't fucking touch the court. Javon Carter just... had been starting a lot of the season. He didn't play in the last game. Dude. He picked up Myers Leonard, didn't see the floor. A really strong physical guy, didn't see the floor. Bro, Bobby Portis's minutes decreased as the series went on. Yeah, and he didn't play. How, bud? Last time we talked about this, we were calling for your job. Yep. Yeah, I just I can't look at them the same. I mean, Giannis has no touch, dude. You go you down the stretch of a close game. You have three great players. Brooke Lopez has been unstoppable most of the series. Mm-hmm. And did you see any? Like Drew Giannis pick and roll, Middleton Giannis pick and roll, two man game with any of those guys. Uh, get the switch, then get the post up. No, and that's that used to be their strength, especially exactly. the Middleton and Giannis pick and roll used to be unstoppable. Exactly, and they and they collapsed and did the most egregious thing possible. They just ran shitty Sacramento handoffs all day. Mm-hmm. And this they're not. Is- a- not a handoff kind of team at all. No, and and I talked about this in game from game two. I was like, man, making all those threes was kind of fluky. Mm-hmm. And and this was exactly why a team that's supposed to dominate inside, everybody just comes in to fucking shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care about your depth if guys come in just to hit hit or miss threes. Yeah, and they can't even outshoot Miami. I mean, they're not. A- and Miami was a bad offensive team all year. Mm-hmm. And I know Miami's like playing well and I'm, Miami again, deserves credit, but yeah. Milwaukee like showed us weaknesses. We didn't even know they had. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden I'm looking at the, the, the last two games, like, wow, they're, they're desperately need a point guard. Mm-hmm. Like drew, what the fuck? I mean, yeah. Drew Drew lost his mind with how he just allowed Jimmy to get everything he wanted. And then on the other end, it was bad shots. It was contested shots. It was come down. We don't spread it around. No no ball movement. No spacing. Mm-hmm. Again, I thought Boston could expose some of these weaknesses in certain situations. Yeah, I mean, Miami. Miami made them look awful. Yeah, Jimmy Butler made made Drew, Giannis, and Middleton look like bombs. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Hey, Middleton led them in scoring throughout this series, and it wasn't with much. Middleton was literally running away from Jimmy Butler that last game. Yeah, at one point, it was just bad. Yeah. 
and and for Boonholzer to just never double is is mind blowing to me. Too many shooters. Who cares? <laughs> as long as it's not Jimmy averaging thirty eight points a game. I mean, it's your point, Jimmy. Normally, this is where Jimmy just went insane. Yeah. He normally takes like really high quality shots. He yeah. uh it's normally like even if he, he'll take a three, it'll be like one or two, and then he'll chill. He was he was raising up in Drew Holiday's eye mm-hmm. and and splashing it in his eye and running back and telling him he sucks while they were losing. Yeah. Dude, like he was putting up a lot of threes in this series. I mean, again, Jimmy just took completely over. And, man, again, I never thought Drew would look this bad. Yeah. Like, Drew looked unplayable the last game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Milwaukee has... uh, Milwaukee has a lot of reputation to save next year. Yeah, I agree. They're going to be looked at as a regular season team probably next yes. year. And, you know, if Middleton isn't healthy all season or they don't have like a full, they don't put together like a good game in 90% of their games next season, you know, people aren't going to look at it, at them the same going into the playoffs. Even though I think, I still think that a healthy Giannis, maybe not against the Heat, but against most teams, they'd still dominate. But, you know, I it's tough. It's tough losing this, first this round. This was jarring to me, man. I just didn't expect this. Again, if if Jimmy just sent them home because he had another, you know, 40, 50 point game, like, okay, but you're down, you're up 16, and you allow Miami to like just completely take the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, in all in overtime was like worse. Yeah. Dude, Bam fouls out off a soft ass call, by the way. Which in mm-hmm. a possession, in a possession, you come down struggling to get good shots and you attack Bam in a post-up isolation. Mm-hmm. I just I can't think of many dumber ways to attack Miami than to just post up Bam. Right. But Giannis does, gets a soft call, uh, fouls Bam out. And and what does Milwaukee give up? This defensive team it's supposed to be a defensive team. Mm-hmm. They let Cody Zeller get a wide open dunk on the next inbound play. Yep, wide open. Like like I, I just where is the defense? Mm-hmm. It, it was non-existent these last two games. And, and the the principles of your defense looked atrocious. Yeah, that's what's insane. Like they they would do the the help off of shooter. And then the same guy that helps has to recover to the shooter? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just stupid. Yeah, it looked like they, even though it was already after four other games, it looked like they didn't even game plan for the last game. Yeah, man. And, and, and again, Budenholzer, from what I saw, is going through personal, you know, issues. But yeah, I just... Even if he's not coaching well, I didn't think the team would collapse like this. I agree. This was Giannis, uh, Middleton, and Drew all have soul-searching to do this offseason. Yeah, they do. 
And I, I wonder if they keep this that big three again or, you know, what happens. I don't know. I would like to see one more one more chance, but I, I'll understand if they switch it up because I, I think Middleton, uh, his extension or whatever, he's a restricted free agent, I think, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, how they figure that out. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think we covered both of the other first round series. So you want to just get into the preview of Celtics in 76 yeah. years? Um, I mean, Atlanta did extend it, but yeah, it was just for entertainment, not really because they looked better. Yeah, they they had two really good games, and Celtics kind of gave them away, gave away that second game. Celtics looked really bad in that game, but um, Embiid is doubtful for this first game right now. Yes, not sure if he's going to be there for the first game, and doubtful sounds like he probably will be back in this series. But at least the first game. Um, what? So, what do you think? What do you think going into this one? What's the best way for both teams to win? Well, for Boston, uh, Boston's just got to be locked in defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, again, to for them, up until Golden State, or maybe if the Lakers keep getting better. Uh, and maybe if Denver keeps getting better, mm-hmm. up until the finals, Boston just has to defend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, to me, Boston has to stay out of foul trouble too. Yeah, that's kind of that's one way Philly could get get you in trouble, uh, screw up your rotation a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Boston, like they're doing that thing again where it's just like eight guys and we're going all the way. Mm-hmm. And what bothers me is teams don't really test them by getting them in foul trouble, by attacking their guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like putting pressure on Missoula to like bring in an extra sub. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's like Philly has to be aggressive. Yeah. That's really their only chance to make noise in this series to me. I, I agree. I, I think... um for me, Philly, they have to take care of the ball. I think if you turn the ball over against Boston, you're going to have over. a really rough time. It's yeah. Over. Um, I, I think that that's one reason why Atlanta won that game without Murray because they just overall passed less in that game and they took more shots. Now, and, you know, I'm not saying Murray is like a uh, – super turnover prone he gets turnovers but he's not like a crazy he doesn't have crazy turnover numbers but just as a team it just felt like all right whoever gets the ball just needs to go score we're not going to try moving it around you know trey was just hooking guys up and that that was it that was like he was the only ball distributor out there um and obviously philly can't do that you can't play that safe and win four games but yes you have to know you got to take care of the ball against boston um, and you just got to take more shots than them because Boston's going to take a lot of shots. They're going to take a lot of tough shots, a lot of contested shots. And if they get off more shots than you, they're really hard to beat because they can hit a lot of the contested shots. Uh, yeah. for Boston, I I pretty much agree with you. Just 
locked down defensively. You know, they're not going to stop Embiid, but everyone else, they just got to make they, sure. Uh, from what I've seen in the regular season, they, they're very capable of containing him. Yeah, right. It, they Containing him is good. Um, the other guys, you just got to hope no one else gets really hot to, you know, for Philly. I, I don't think they'll have a problem with that. Um, just play tough defense and make sure that if Embiid gets the ball, like it, the play ends with Embiid. Yeah. It, you don't want Embiid to get a second chance. You don't want a lot of kickouts where you're off balance trying to run out to Maxi or um, some of the shooters. Uh, which again, I don't think is going to be that big of a problem. They match up well against Philly, so, uh, yeah, that's all I got for them. I tell you, I'll get into it with Philly a little bit deeper. They have to watching this first round. Uh, Brown and Tatum took care of the ball pretty well, mm-hmm. and like Tatum still didn't really play well, but they again they both took care of the ball. Because yeah. there was, they weren't really like exhausted. They didn't have to work hard. No, they didn't. Because me, their position, the guys they were guarding really weren't. Yeah, were yeah, limited. Just, Let's yeah. go with limited. Yeah. Uh, Tobias has to continue what he did against Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure like who. I'm I'm assuming Tatum or Brown will will check Tobias, and then probably the other guy will check like Harden, maybe. Mm-hmm. Whoever those two guys are checking have to put pressure on them. I'm thinking it'll be who starts at the who starts at the three for Philly. I don't even remember now for some reason. I mean Harden, I guess. It's Harden, Melton. Oh, Harden, Melton, Maxi, Tobias. I don't know. I feel like I'm missing somebody because Maxi and Melton normally don't start together. Yeah, I feel like I'm missing somebody too. I don't even know who I'm missing. That's crazy. Maybe McDaniel's. Mm. He's not really a starter. They plugged him in there a couple of times, but he's not really a starter. And it's hard because because of Embiid missing games to PJ Tucker. That's one oh, forgetting PJ. about. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, now that I remember, Philly's in trouble. Yeah, uh, I don't know. So it'll be probably. Horford on PJ and Rob Williams on Embiid because yeah. they'll probably start their big lineup. And then Tatum on Harris. Well, I don't know if they'll start Williams. They've been bringing him off the bench, uh, at least against Atlanta. So I don't know. I don't think they bring him off the bench with Embiid out there, though. Why? Maybe. I think Horford can hold his own. Maybe. Maybe. Again, I mean, I, I'm I not saying Horford can't check him. I just thought they'd go bigger. They'd have both the big guys out there. My point is, like, Philly has on paper the depth to go toe-to-toe with Boston. And if if it's Mm going to be a realistic expectation, you have to challenge Brown and Tatum. Yeah, you do. Because if you allow them to coast through games, when when Brown doesn't have to score, he is a fucking menace. I mean, it, he is locking up whoever he matches up with. He's a like a unstoppable slasher. You know, he's a good rebounder. Well, really, it goes both ways. When they only have to play one side of the court, they're amazing on that side. When he I only know. has to, when he only has to score, he's a top 
10 player in the league. Yeah. And and that like you have to put pressure on them to make mistakes. Yeah, you do. And Atlanta really didn't do that at all. And they still made mistakes. Right. So yeah, once you put pressure on them to make mistakes, yeah, you're right. I completely agree. I I was thinking probably Smart would guard either Maxi or Harden. So if Smart well, guards Harden. See see what what terrifies me is that like is Maxi and Harden get outplayed by Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon or Smart or all three of them? They will. Like that's another thing where Philly, <laughs> they will you know, at least Boston's once. guards are solid, but if yeah. they significantly outplay Philly's guards, mm-hmm. like we're looking at four or five boring games. Yeah. And there's just a lot of scenarios where Boston handles them easily. Yeah, the thing is, and I I know, I know I sound like the pessimist for Boston all the time, but I think maybe you just talk about Boston more as in Boston playing their best all the time. Mm-hmm. And for me, they just so rarely do that. And I shouldn't say rarely; they don't do it as much. But I do think that this series is the series where Boston could play like peak Boston every night against Philly. Yeah, I, I really think they could. Um, so I'm I'm on board with you this time. Uh, I I will say if Doc gets creative, which I doubt he will, Philly does have the size to match up with Boston very well. Like like you said, they have the depth and they have the size. They have House. They have Montrezl. They have um, McDaniel's. They have Deadman. They have Corpinaz, who are all. S- Six six. I like Shake Milton, even though barely plays him. Yeah, and he's he's a tall, long guard too. So he, they have a lot of size, and I'm all those guys I named were DMPs in the last game against uh, well, the second the last game against um Brooklyn. So yeah, it just uh, against Brooklyn like that should have been the series where we saw a bunch of Phillies guys play well. And we really only saw the core guys. Maxi, Harden had some good games. Uh, Tobias was great. Obviously, Embiid dominated. Mm-hmm. And then Melton had good shooting nights. But the other guys really didn't do shit. They really didn't. The bench played pretty bad for the yeah, most of the and series. You don't survive against Boston doing that. No, you got to do more. Unless you, I mean, unless your offense is really going crazy, like unless Maxi's averaging thirty. And you yeah, know, as the third best guy, you have to have your bench come in and do something because that's not going to happen. Maxi and Harden aren't going to both average twenty five. I, I I hate that that Embiid is like not full strength. Yeah, me too. Because I do think it's a good series. I I think Boston wins either way, but I think it's a very good series if Embiid was healthy. Me too. Me too. I I think it's definitely a good series to watch when Embiid is healthy. Good test, like a good. Uh, it would have been an awesome test for us to really see what Philly is lacking. Mm-hmm. If it really is Doc, if it really maybe the the guys we've been expecting to play well, maybe they just suck. You know. Yeah, and, I think and this would this would have been a good test. It would have been a good test for them and a good test for Boston to see really how Joe Missoula coaches. Hundred percent against Philly, um, and if Boston can be consistent. Because, you know, Boston has to be ready for who they play in that other series. 
that Heat next series. Um, because both those teams look really, really good, look ready for Boston. Um, but and, like and they both see... look like they're going to feed off of winning the series. Exactly. They are. They're going to They're going to come into the conference finals like we we already had a great year. Let's see where we could take this, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I would like to see how ready Boston is in this. And really no outcome, especially without Embiid there, there's no outcome that would like make me overly uh, more positive for Boston going into yeah. that series this this boston it would be a shameful display if they lost somehow yeah if yeah. philly's in the final if in the conference finals i mean I, i'm looking at the east completely blindfolded next year because the two best teams all year get eliminated yeah with Embiid, i wouldn't be i wouldn't be shocked but without if mb misses two games two of these games i would be shocked that if if Boston loses, like I would be I disgusted if Boston loses, if Embiid misses two of these games, win or yeah. win or lose for Philly, they could win both games without Embiid. I would still be shocked if they they beat Boston after that. So I'm with you. Um, it's looking good, man. This it, is these are going to be four really good series. Um, mm. I'm, Denver I'm Phoenix is up in the air. It is up in the air. It should be good, but we know who we're talking about on the Phoenix. On Phoenix, we got the cursed player. We got a Salty. lot of cursed players on that team, actually. Three cursed. Salty, the Warriors took seven. Like we could have been starting today. I know that would have been nice. Or they, even yesterday, maybe they just played better in Game Six. Yeah. Um. What else? You you have anything else to talk about today? Uh, NBA wise, uh, that's it. I don't think so. We'll we'll get into football later. Um, I don't really have a lot to cover on the draft at the moment, but uh, next time I will have something to say about it for sure. I think there's a yeah. few more moves that are to be made, and in- I'm interested. I'm. It's been an interesting draft with how busy some teams have been. Yeah, yeah, and the amount of quarterbacks. For some teams that don't necessarily need a quarterback, which is interesting. Yeah. Um. So I guess we'll see what happens. Obviously, there. we'll, we'll talk uh, about Baltimore next time. Yes, definitely. I'm excited for Baltimore and New York, um, the Jets, uh, if we have to. But <laughs> we will talk about them. Um. All right. I think that's it uh, for us. And... Yeah, we'll be back. Uh, well, Denver, Phoenix might be three games in, uh, yeah. but everybody else, well, maybe the the all the games you've already seen. One, New York and and uh, Miami might be three games in, but yeah, it, it'll also be nice to see that first uh, change of home court game. Yeah, uh, it'd be a good test. Yep, the game three, mm-hmm. game three all around. Yeah, yep. All right, well, um, thanks for listening. Subscribe, follow us, all the good stuff, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.